This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome back to Swans Cast, everyone. So we are back again, uh, second video of 2022. Uh, so welcome back, Lee. Hello, how are we doing? Yeah, good. You feeling better this week? Yeah, much better now. And I'm out of isolation, so I'm back to a, back to a bit of freedom this weekend, which is good. Yeah. Um, so how are you feeling about the week just gone then? What have you been up to and... Oh, not much. I only got out of uh, isolation on the back end of last week, so the weekend was actually allowed out, so it was nice to get actually get out and get some fresh air and live again. So that was good yeah. over the weekend, and then uh, well, yeah, we'll talk about the football in a bit, but that ruined that. Well, yeah. I thought it was, but it wasn't too bad. The actual game, but then uh, the news that's come out has kind of ruined it all. Yeah, it has. Um, I'll take that off for a minute because I jumped the gun with that a little Spoiler. bit. Spoiler. Yeah, spoilers what we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, same. I mean, I've been off work this week, so it's been a bit chill for me. But uh, good to be back talking about football. Managed to catch quite a bit of the game against Huddersfield. Uh, didn't manage to watch it, but I was listening to it in the car. Just just went out to sit in the car to listen to it on the radio. Cause I couldn't. Well, I don't know if it was on Swans TV. I should have checked, actually. But um, it was an away game. But I thought 3 o'clock one's not usually on there. No, you know? they, they no, they still can't. They still got a three o'clock blackout, haven't they? Yeah. Um, forget which. Yeah, does still does my head in. It's just hard to watch your football team these days. I I miss the days where everything was available in COVID, but I mean, obviously, there's reasons for that, but it just shows it can be done, which is why yeah. it's so frustrating now because you've had it taken away. Um, I think it's going that way. It's got to at some point. I think there'll be a time where. We'll be able where's to Netflix? Where's the zone coming in for the championship? Well, I play? I heard that I heard that. Uh, how it, that's not how is it the zone? I know everyone says the zone, but it's D A Z N, isn't it? Da zone. I think it's just like Dazn't. cool, isn't it? That's... It is the zone, but like I I I read somewhere, I don't know if it was true that they had bought um, BT. I think. Are they or BT Sport? Like, like yeah, for like the Champions League and stuff. I think I don't know if that's true. Is that Eddie so Hearn, like, yeah, so that'd be interesting if they have bought it. Yeah, 
well, we'll see what happens with that. Um, before we get started, then we're going to change the order up this week. We're going to start with the news this time, so we're on Mind Street. But before we get there, um, don't forget to subscribe to the video and like as well, because it shows us that you enjoy what we're talking about, helps us know if we're going in the right direction, if we need to uh, change things up a little bit. So let us know by liking and subscribing. Also, keep up to date with all of our videos. And let us know in the comments as well about what we spoke about, what you think on the matters we're going to discuss, especially the transfer um, headlines that have come up this week. So there's a couple of interesting ones. So, yeah, we look forward to seeing what you say there. We try and reply to as many as we can. I say as many as we can. We don't, you know, obviously get loads, but um, we do try and reply to them all. Um, let's get started then. So before we talk about any of the football, we're going to talk about some headlines. So, I mean... You could take a pick about this headline. I've gone for this one just because there's a little bit more potential information here. But the gist of this one is Jamie Patterson wasn't in the match day squad against Huddersfield. Uh, we were led to believe, I believe, uh, believe Russell Martin said in his interview that he was injured and not available. Uh, so we were led to believe that was the case. But then it came out, I think, what day was it? Sunday it came out? Or was it yeah, after Sunday the game? it was. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, I think. Uh, Sunday, it came out that basically he refused to play because he's not happy with his contract terms. Um, now, the background of that is obviously he signed a one-year deal for free um, yeah. in the summer last year. Uh, he's basically Russell Martin's first sign-in. I think he came in like within a couple of days of Martin being here, so quite quick turnaround there. Um, and yeah, so he's he signed on a free, and then now his contract extension has been triggered, which I think was agreed back when he signed his original contract. If he played 25 games for the club, he would get automatically triggered, but they agreed it early after he played 22 games, which, I mean, if you triggered it early, I guess there has to be some form of agreement there as well. Although I've read the club triggered it early, but surely... You know, if he's not happy with that, he'd wait till the 25 games. He could say, you know, we're waiting. But, yeah, that didn't happen. And now all of a sudden, he's not happy with the terms. Whether that's a misunderstanding of, like, what terms were agreed um, at the start when he signed it originally, like the money. Maybe he thought, like, on the extension, he'd have new terms. I don't know. Uh, we don't know all the information, but it's kind of, like, rocked the club a little bit i think but um yeah shout out to planet swans for the article here i'll go through this in a minute i think i just waffled on a little bit trying to explain that but lee if you want to give us your view on what's happened yeah i don't know what to say really I didn't really see it coming but just a bit annoyed at the whole situation to be honest the worst you know and we we probably obviously don't know the ins and outs so it's hard to blame one party um so we got to do it a bit carefully but from the outside, it just looks like that uh, um, Patterson wants more money, essentially. He's triggered that uh, uh, extension, or the club triggered it, but he got there, and it looks like he's not happy with the terms. Now, the most annoying thing is him saying that, uh, you know, his head is not right to not play on the weekend or in the cup game, um, which I just don't think will sit right with any fans, and rightly so, um, because... You know, we we dragged him out of the wilderness. He didn't have a club in the summer. Um, you know, he came out himself and said he was lucky to to get the chance. You know, because he's worked with Russell Martin. You know, Russell Martin. Thirty years old as well. Thirty years old. You know, without a club. So for then, you know, what six months later, 
to be, you know, oh, my head's not right now because my contract's not right because I'm not being paid. Yeah. What I think, I think it's a bit of a, I think it's a bit of a shit move to be honest. Um, but you know, we don't know if there was just being a bit of a devil's advocate. You don't know if there was a a gentleman's agreement or something that the club are not sort of giving him that he thinks he's owed. I don't know. But uh, I, just, I just think with a club with a, with a player basically refusing to play because he's not getting more money is uh, it's, there's no excuse for it. Yeah, obviously we don't know the 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 real story in terms of what's actually happened to hear from all the news outlets and I'm sure they're all reliable, but there's always going to be a hint of like Chinese whispers, I think, unless you're actually involved in the situation, but you can only judge on based on what you, you know, and if neither party's necessarily coming out and talking about it, which you wouldn't expect they would, um, then you can only make those assumptions. But from what it does look like you said, it's a bit shady. I mean, I feel like, it's probably a misguided move led by an agent based on oh, interest yeah. from Absolutely. another club, which is what this article is suggesting. West Brom having an interest in Jamie Patterson, and that is potentially why this has all now come about. So obviously, I guess if a club like West Brom, who are a lot higher up in the league than us, potentially looking at going back up to the Premier League, as a 30-year-old, maybe you think, oh my God, like, if they come in for me, maybe I'll have a realistic chance of playing in the Premier League before I retire. Um, for example, could be the the sort of reasonings behind it, whether it's from him or his agent. Um, not you to say whether I agree or not, just to say what I think might be happening. Um, so West Brom sniffing around. It would have been easier, perhaps, for them to sniff around, get a cheaper deal when he's expiring in six months. Obviously, the contract extension got triggered. It looked like it was always going to get triggered. But um, at the end of the day, perhaps the agent's like, well, that kind of makes it more difficult for you to get a move now because all of a sudden they've got to pay a little bit more and you are a bit older and and all this. And it's, it's a bit of a risky yeah. one for them. They don't want to now pay. So he's kicking up a stink to try and force out a move, perhaps, from from what the agent's yeah, feeding I... him. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's absolutely stinks of an agent trying to get a move, especially with the timing of it in the middle of the transfer window. And it keeps happening all the time now. You get, um, you know, oh, players want to leave, players want to leave in the news. The players don't actually come out themselves and say anything. And then, obviously, if he does leave, then he's gone. Um, but then, obviously, if they can't force a move um, and he has to sort of reintegrate back into the Swans team, then it would he'll probably come out then and say, like, oh, no, I, you know, I never wanted to leave. You know, I always yeah. wanted to stay here. It was just, you know, whatever it was. But realistically, if the move came about, he probably would have gone. Um, you could compare this directly with what happened with Grimes in the summer because obviously you yeah. were very highly yeah. linked to going away, but he never refused to play. Yeah, that, 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 and that's that's what doesn't sit right with Swans fans. If the if the headline now was, um, you know, if, if Patterson played on the weekend um, and the headline come out, you know, this, you know, today and it said, you know, West Brom are interested in Jamie Patterson. Then I think Swans fans would just be like, oh, you know, we don't want to see him go. We don't want to see him leave. It's too soon. He's been playing well or whatever. Um, but for I think just for him to come out and say like his head wasn't right or or that's reportedly what's, what's, what's gone on. Yeah. I'm surprised because um, I think he's had a good time here so far. And I mean, there's all the memes, like the tweets from his mother, especially after the Derby uh, game and, uh, the card, the Cardiff game, the, the derby, um, and it seemed like he was like really enjoying his football year. Like you said, he talked about 
how we sort of offered him a last opportunity. He couldn't even find in a club until we came in. So he kind of jumped at the chance. Looked like he was enjoying his football, building good relationships with the squad. Like even on Instagram, during the time where we couldn't play because of the cancellations because of COVID, he's he's having banter on Instagram, being like, "Oh, can we kick a ball yet?" And all the players are jumping on the comments, being like, "Ah, oh, soon, soon." But then this comes out, and he hasn't kicked the ball since he's made those comments. Like, I feel like, is it really what he wants, or is it what he's being advised? And yeah, okay, to you, you get to the point where. Bottom line is you don't have to follow what you're being advised and you can make that decision yourself and say no this is what i'm doing don't you know you're going to make things awkward or worse for me but he hasn't done that and that's what the kicker is i think for a lot of swans fans even if he backtracks it's like yeah it's going to be hard now it's going to be hard now for uh anybody to see him in the same light even if you know he doesn't leave after basically refusing to play Unless he's got um, a genuine good reason and something comes out to say, okay, fair, like some of the stuff that was reported wasn't yeah. quite true. And... Yeah. But it's... it's, it's uh, but, yeah. you, you, well, you could argue his motivation now because I remember when the the story came out before Christmas that, you know, because of what because of what he's done so far, he has sort of triggered this extension or whatever he's got. Then was that his, was that his sole motivation for playing well? You know, get this contract, trigger this extension, and and negotiate a move. Was that his motivation for playing? Yeah, but surely well? it's easier to negotiate a move if he doesn't trigger the contract. Yeah, no, but I mean, was that his motivation only? Was more money? Yeah. I'm saying, just if more money is yeah. But I mean, because I'd argue yeah. since that story came out, that is that he was up for this extension that he played so well. I don't think he's played that well. I mean, it coincided with the team not playing very well before Christmas. I'd say from the end of November onwards, but he hasn't played well since no, that's maybe not. come out. The thing for me, though, is like if he does want more money and because he's played well, but like six months after getting rewarded for your contract, and if this extension or the terms around this extension don't sit right with him or was frustrated, like whatever about it has annoyed him, um, it's either his agent hasn't told him properly what he's already signed into, and that's what he's frustrated about. So then that's his agent's fault. Or he's just rushed anyway because, like, it was quite quick after Russell Martin signed to have him sign it. Usually, it takes a couple of days, and you know, of transfer yeah. rumors, and then you get a player in. But it was quite quick, and Russell Martin came out and said, like, no, he came in and asked for this player. Um, so it makes me think, did he just jump by the chance of signing a contract to play football, which is fine? But then now, all of a sudden, he's like not happy with something that he signed, and now he's kicking up a stink about it. It's like, well, he signed the contract, so, and if you do unimproved terms, maybe. There's a better way to deal with that than to refuse to play, like or yeah. something that you've agreed to in the past. And I, I can completely understand why the club wouldn't want to back down because at the end of the day, like he's trying to hold them for ransom on something that was previously agreed. So if they yeah. back down to him, yeah, yeah, what's that say to the rest of the players? Yeah, um, I think the money that he's on is reportedly on the lower end for. I say lower end. It's probably not lower end. I think it's like in the middle. But in terms of his like output this season and contribution, it's probably not as high as you know. It should be higher based on his performance. But that's obviously not how it works. You sign your contract before you perform. Um, but I think that's obviously what has caused the issue. He thinks he's probably worth more to the team. But then, but so wait soon. for your next contract, isn't yeah, it? Guess, so soon, like, like just you know. You start a new job and six months in, you know, oh, I'm actually I'm actually pretty good at this job. I want more pay. 
straight away. Yeah. You know, it's a bit just, I don't know. It's, yeah, I just, I mean, and you're either in, it'd be interesting to see because what camp people are in, because I've seen some people sort of say, you know, well, he has played well. He's done well for us. Give him what he wants. Um, don't let him leave. Or are you in the camp of, well, he's, he's kicking up this fuss. He wants more money. Let him go. I think we're in a tricky situation. I think, like, I'm torn between two minds because I don't know if we'll replace him if we if he does go. And we're already short in that area of the pitch. But at the same time, I don't want to buckle and give him what he wants. But I don't want him to go, um, like, it's, it's hard. I'm yeah, I'm I'm leaning more towards letting him go. Um if if what's been said is true, um, I'll caveat it by saying if you know, if it is true, if he said, you know, he's not in the right frame of mind to play and he already wants more money, I'm in the I'm in the camp of just let him go. He's only been here for six months, let him go. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. I just hope that we can replace him. Obviously if we do get a fee for letting him go. But it's just hard. I know. He I was know we're short. Transfer and the fee that we get for him is hard to replace. I don't know. We'll see. I know we're like. I know we. I know we might be short in that area, but I just think if if he's already kicking up this sort of fuss about contract issues, long term, is that somebody you want in the club? I mean, the, if you know, if it carries on the way yeah. it's going, we we want Russell Martin to be here for you know a few years in his project. Um. We've already seen a high turnover of players anyway from last season to this season. If yeah. already you've got someone who's come in and kicking up a fuss like this after six months, I would say, you know, there's the door. We'll uh, we'll find someone else. Weird, because he was at some clubs like Bristol for a while, in here, and I don't think ever was in a position to be like this. No. Like, you go to a club where you never really found a club where you settled at, and then you start playing well somewhere, and then all of a sudden you're just being a dickhead. Yeah, it's a bit weird, especially at the tail end of your career. Just enjoy the rest of your football before you retire. Like, or well, maybe that's what it is, and they get a last payday before you get a last retire. payday. Yeah, that's probably um, what it is. Or maybe if you play and look at the other side of it, maybe the club has done something dodgy and has been a bit like we, we, we there's been stuff in the past, in it, especially since the Americans have come in, that's not been the best in terms of the dealt with stuff and stingy on the money. and bit uh, dodgy so maybe it could be something to do with that but you'd like to think if it's a contract signed on paper then that wouldn't be the case because it's all signed and but uh yeah you never know until you know the full details you've got to keep that door open it could be something that whatever's annoyed him is a genuine annoyance and yeah yeah, yeah. but we'd have to wait and see until more comes out but um last thing on that story and credit to swansea independent for this but apparently he's asked to talk about his recent behaviour with the club. So whether that's a bit of him like being like, oh, down. maybe I haven't done the right thing you or whether he's just it's just another way of saying they're gonna talk about the situation. I'm not sure. But um I'm sure this is not the last we will have heard from this story. Well it won't be the last because he's either gonna stay here and be unhappy, stay here and have a new contract and that might cause other issues or he's gonna go. So definitely more to the story in the coming weeks. Yeah. I think uh, watch your space on that one. Yeah. Um, on to the next transfer story. So we've got a player that has I don't know if it's um, is it confirmed? Like, yeah, has he had the shirt now. up yet? Yeah, yeah, I've seen the shirt okay. picture. Ja- Jake Bidwell 
has left and gone to Coventry. And I guess the kick, I think some of us maybe were expecting he was linked with moves away in the summer. Uh, he's been not in the team for a couple of weeks. But, yeah, and, and his contract is up in the summer as well, so in six months' times. But he's gone on a free transfer, which is probably the bit that is a bit of a kicker that people perhaps don't understand. Um, yeah, I think, uh, to be fair, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about it myself. I know he was linked with um, Middlesbrough in the summer, but I didn't really, like going into this transfer window, it wasn't on my mind that we would lose him. So when the story came out last week, or I mean, it was about last week, wasn't it? That it first sort of, there was a bit of interest, or maybe just before yeah. the game on Saturday, um, that it came out the comedy were interested. That was, uh, that was a bit of a surprise to me, but it does kind of make sense because I think he probably is one of the higher earners in the squad now. And I think they're just looking to offload offload some of these players. I think he was in the top um, three, which is weird because we signed him on a free transfer from QPR. Yeah, I'd say that like Grimes is probably the top, isn't he? And I think Bidwell and Bennett, I think. Bennett makes sense. He's come from a Premier League club, but yeah. he came from QPR on free transfer, so I'm surprised. And maybe it's because all the other ones have gone. Maybe. I think I think it, it works out as well. Though. When you go on a free transfer, you probably get more wages because the club doesn't have to pay anything do they, for the for the transfer, so they probably give it in extra wages. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's probably true. Worryingly, um, again, of which I've said on every transfer window, um, I think our net movement in a transfer window is going to be worse off again because I think I think Bidwell was playing well this season. Him and Manning on that side, like we said, since they haven't been playing together, that's when our downfall has happened. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just... Uh, yeah, it just makes me nervous because every transfer window we seem to uh, to be worse off, I think, at the end. But what will happen is we'll probably get rid of a few more players and then we'll sign two or three on like deadline day and it'll be, OK, actually, it's not that bad. But then over time, it's just the squad's getting worse. Yeah, I mean, this one, I'm not that frustrated about. I'm frustrated that it's free, but then at the same time, if he's con- free in the summer and it's like getting him off the wages to allow someone to come in now, I'd imagine that's what the outcome of this is because maybe you couldn't get a fee for him right now because people are like well I should wait till the summer so they've just let him go early because the six months of his wage off if it's that high and maybe those wages off the books now does allow us to make a, a one or two signings that we wouldn't have otherwise needed to make and obviously Russell Martin's got his own ideas going forward about how he wants to build a team and um, if Bidwell won't fully come I think you know there was a contract dispute as well so he probably didn't want what he was getting offered. And then, so Martin was like, all right, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to stop you going, which I feel like it's a deal that suits all parties, really, this one. Whereas the Patterson situation is a lot yeah. more controversial. Yeah, no, yeah, no I, I wouldn't say I was necessarily frustrated with it, but I think that, you know, the, 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 the communication from the club lately has been that we're in a good financial position, but then this transfer window, again, is just screaming that we need to get rid of players before we bring any in. Um, um, and are yeah, they going to be? Are they going to be the same quality? Like, yeah, but I guess the point is, like, if if Martin is, if he knows he's going to go in the summer anyway, he hasn't been playing as a result of whatever's been going on. It's probably going to be the same going forward for the rest of the season. Manning will primarily be there, and I, I guess they're going to bring someone else in or look to. Um, so, what's the point of keeping him there, paying all his wages when he's going to go for yeah, free no. in the summer? It makes no. It, I I understand it totally. The like as a business decision, but as a football decision, you know, 
we haven't got apart from Manning, we haven't got another left back unless they bring someone in. Um, I know they played Lata Bodier on the weekend, and he and he actually played all right, but long term, um, just there's no one there to cover. And defensively, yeah. we've been all over the place. And I think this is probably making sense now because you've got like Bidwell sort of was out of the side for a while, so this was obviously in the pipeline. I think. Um, there's other sort of rumours around it. We've seen like there was a rumour about Cabango, wasn't there? And and other players. It's just probably disrupting yeah. everything at the moment, you know. And I lead think the Cabango went. one was just waffle though. Yeah, I know, but lead going as well. I think just it's just not helping us on the pitch. And I don't think we'll get uh, you know slip. You know, well, I hope we won't get pulled into a relegation battle. No, but... We're not really that far away, but we'll look at that later. But yeah, I know exactly. We're not that far away, so we can't really be affo- affording to just you know sell players again and bring in another I don't think we've played the same back five all season like game well, we after have the game. period where we were doing well I think that was the most consistent back five yeah and now they're all bloody leaving yeah no Bidwell just, was in that risk, back five Led was in that back five so I do get I I totally get the move the the transfer window but it is just worrying that it's just I don't know it's just so much disruption at the moment and I know we're in a bit of a transition but we just seem to be getting rid of so many players and bringing in new ones, and I don't know when's it going to stop. Basically, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, it might not stop because it looks like another one's probably going to go, and you probably can't blame this one. But Jay Felton, there's two actually: one rumor to Blackpool, another one to Barnsley. Um, this this doesn't make shame. sense to me. This doesn't make sense at all. Again, this one because I I I generally think he's a top ten championship player at least. I think. When he's playing on form, I think he's a great player. So, for for one, for us not to be playing him um, is strange. Um, but I just was convinced that maybe he was going to go to like Forest, that maybe Cooper had lined up bringing him in. But now that we see that it's either Blackpool or Barnsley, and no disrespect to either club, but that's, that doesn't make sense to me. Like we said, we were saying before we came on, if he goes to Barnsley, then he's going to be in League One next year. Yeah, I mean, is this another case of? Being high in there, like he would have signed, he signed a new contract, didn't he? Um, recently, so yeah. I think he's got a couple of years, but um, yeah, I don't know, yeah. But again, like, are we de- are we desperate to get him off the books as well? No, like, I don't we know, I'm just wondering, I'm just theorizing. No, I, I think, <clears throat> I think you're probably right, <clears throat> excuse me, I think you're probably right there. He probably is one of the highest earners. Has he got a thing in his contract where if he plays some more games that he trigger something because he seemed to have a couple of games at the beginning and then like now not at all um, we got on the bench on the weekend which was good yeah, um, but... with Walsh but like it says to me like Walsh had a man in, in the cup game um, and he's not really done a lot all season we know what Felton offers like on the bench there was two of the centre midfielders there yeah so Grimes, Downs, Smith were all on the pitch one of them has got to come on as a sub at some point like yeah. It's not like we've got the depth that says what he has to go. I know. I don't I, think. No, I agree. I just don't think it makes sense. But if you think like how good he was last season, um, like consistently in the side up to the playoff final, and then since the playoff final, I know he had a red, and then he was out for the first couple of games of the season. He just hasn't played at all. It just doesn't. I just haven't seen a fall from grace like that for a while. Whether he's not, you know, maybe Russell Martin doesn't like him. Um, I don't know, but it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Um, and that's what's worrying me. I just keep thinking that these players are just getting 
moved on again. We one transfer away from Dan to getting back on a bench. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he must be on pennies because they won't get rid of him. Well, he's gone in the summer. Um, another defender might be on the way out. Well, we've talked about this for a while, but it still hasn't happened. Uh, Russell Martin's just been saying that it's all in Liverpool, Liverpool's hands. In regards to Reece Williams being recalled, I mean, he didn't make the bench again, I don't think, um, against Huddersfield. I'll check now quickly. No, he wasn't on the bench. I didn't think he was. Well, he came on the other day, didn't he? He didn't have a best uh, five, ten minutes that he was on for, but he just isn't around. It's just not around the first team, really. No, it's not working out, is it? At all. I think he needs to go back, yeah. and if we can use that to get someone else in again. But again, we need some consistency soon. Like the movement already on our like, I'm, I'm sure there's not. Well, maybe there is, but there can't be many clubs that have had so much activity like we've had in the last in the first yeah. 17 days of the transfer window. Yeah, it, if he says, goes, they'll have to bring someone in, won't they? Yeah, they will. Um, well, I mean, well, they have the other guy on the bench. I don't know whether they're planning. Like Brandon Cooper's still there. Yeah. didn't play and Bennett didn't play on the weekend either did he so um, Russell Martin has said we've been really honest with Liverpool about the opportunities Reese has had and the potential opportunities he has moving forward so the ball is in their court we can't send him back that's the danger of doing loans the parent club is always in control um, the fact that he's specifically said we can't send him back makes me think that if we <laughs> could <laughs> then he wouldn't be here anymore. Yeah. So basically they said, look, he's not going to play. So it's up to you. Paul's in your court. I mean, I guess it's more like he's not been good enough so far. He needs to force his way into the team. But he'll have limited opportunities to do that, but he needs to take them when they come. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the other one then, Dan Williams has gone out on loan. We knew that he was coming, that he was probably going to go somewhere, and he's gone to the Irish uh, top flight. And he's gone to Dundalk. I don't know if I said that right, but yeah, for the rest know. of the season. So yeah, it would just be good for him to get some playing time at yeah. first team level. Yeah, I think it's a good move for him just to get some game time. Always helpful. Yeah. Yeah, happy with that. Okay. Um I'll bring this back up in a second, but let's move on. Any anything else? Any final words on the transfer situation? I haven't seen any. I know there was the MK Dons players we were linked with, and I saw that we maybe were priced out of moves for them both. But yeah, I don't really know what's going on in terms of incomings at the moment. As well, to be honest, there's not a lot of rumours of incomings, but plenty of outgoings. But they need to bring in players quickly with the ones that are going out. I think, like I mean, like the lead one, he went to me and Christie came in and. Um, you know, uh, the, the Fisher came swift. in the knee and yeah. Bender went out. Um, Fisher, we knew for a while, I think, was going to happen. Yeah. But there hasn't been another one like that, which is the concern, perhaps. Yeah. No, I think Bidwell's gone and potentially Patterson's going to go. Yeah. We need some good news in the transfer window, I think, soon. We need, like, we need someone to be coming in. I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, we, we do. Well, there's still some time. There's still two weeks left, I think. But Just come like come the end of the transfer window, it'll be like the start of the season again. It'll be like a new squad. <laughs> this season's a write off at this point, and then we just need to get to the end and drop our season next year. Yeah, I hope so. Well, yeah, and that's that's if and everybody doesn't leave in the summer. 
Yeah, well, at least, uh, well, if Martin's still here, at least he'll have a full summer to work yeah, with whoever is. The manager still here as well, yeah. <laughs> you sound so full of uh, enthusiasm about the club right now, Lee. Oh, I just, I'm sure everyone listening is loving it. I, I've said it loads of times, though. The transfer window always gets to me because they always seem to make it look good on paper in the end. So, like, no doubt we'll probably have a good two or three signings come in maybe now before the end of the window and it'll look good. But then when you look at what the, the squad we had before the transfer window to now, um, and we've probably got rid of some players and brought other players in on loan as a replacement. Um, well, I think just the last couple of transfer windows, the squad's been depleted, and I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna happen again. Well, I think I heard a rumor that Wilfred Boney was it and Arisola Rossi. So, yeah, that'll probably happen soon enough. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the uh, <clears throat> the verdict then. So. We've got Huddersfield against Swansea up in Huddersfield. And Huddersfield high flying before the game, up uh, challenging up the playoffs area. So the seventh now afterwards, but I think they might have been um fifth or sixth or something before kickoff. Uh but yeah, so tough game for us. Obviously we're down in seventeenth. Um you said lost before the game, didn't you? I said draw. So I got it right, yeah. but I think I said two all, no one all. Yeah. But yeah, to yeah. go up there, I think, and we got a point. It's a good point in the end. Um, oh, yeah. I and think when you look at the match, good. very, very frustrating in a way, but yeah, a good point. Yeah, I think I always say take a point away from home, especially somebody who's uh, pushing top six and seven. I think it's a, I think it's a good point away from home. Always take that. And actually, um, we'll probably come on to it in a bit. I think we probably maybe deserve to sneak it in the end. Yeah, I think so. It's quite interesting when you look at sofa score and look at the ratings. And again, they're down to interpretation and opinion. But both goalkeepers had the highest rating for each team. Yeah. Lee Nichols in the Huddersfield goal had a 9.1, which says a lot because he did make some top saves. And you said we probably deserve to sneak it. Shows that and, uh, probably was, I was the case. And I was wrong. I thought he was going to put Fisher in. So I was surprised when Hamer was starting. And I shouldn't have listened to you because I said I was going for Hamer all that time. And then on my fan hub squad predictor, I put Fisher in. Yeah, and I, had, I was like, why have I done that? I had three wrong, and one of them was Fisher. I can't remember what the other one was. I think I had Bennett instead of uh, Latbode. Yeah. And Latbode, yeah, yeah. I had. Uh, yeah, I, I had. Can't remember, I, had I put Bennett Manning is... on the wing. I did. I put Manning on the wing. Yeah, I had Manning on the wing. I had uh, I had Cabango though. It was. Um, so it was like Latibodia dropped out for Bennett for me. And then I think I had everyone else right other than the keeper. So your fault. Um, I'll take that to the hit on that one. Yeah. So, I mean, Huddersfield started the game better. Uh, they had a goal disallowed from corner, which point blank comes to Hamer. Um, he saves it, but it's like literally straight at him. But at the same time, you've got to react and get a hand in the way. But he, he saves it into an area that's like, well, it was a tap-in for the player, basically. Couldn't be helped, I think. You could question, potentially, like, why is there no player marking him? But then, at the same time, he was offside, so the goal didn't count. So, but yeah. it, was, it could have been a bad start, but it didn't take too much longer after that for Huddersfield to actually take the lead um, in the 15th minute, where Danel Sinani, I think that's how you say his name, yeah. scored a goal. Um, I've got a I'm not going to show a clip because obviously you're not really allowed to do that, but I've got a still that we're going to show. If I could get the right angle, there we are. So, 
you said you saw a lot of people saying maybe it was Hamer making a mistake because he didn't save it very well. Um, he kind of re- it was quite a tame shot that comes in, and he probably could have picked it up if he reacted quicker. But I think he doesn't react quicker because this picture for me tells the story. Yeah. Um, the ball is essentially broken free. You can see Kyle Norton's on the floor. He's making a sliding tackle with whoever the Huddersfield player is here that's on the floor with him. And the, the ball, as a result, has sort of like got freed up in the box. Everyone is tracking backs. So that's why Downs is running this way, looking over his shoulder. Um, at this point, Cabango and Manning look to react to clear the ball. Now, there's two mistakes, I think. A couple of mistakes, actually, to discuss. For a start, you've got Christy here, who's like kind of... Well, you can tell from his reaction, he thinks one of these players is clearing the ball. Yeah. He's slowing down. He's looking, you know, to, to hold position to be an option if we get out, basically. Hamer, at the same time, he's kind of shouting at one of them to clear the ball. He's not coming for it. He's he's quite comfortable that one of them will get there first. I think Downs, he's looking at the ball right there, but he doesn't actually stop running till he gets out of play and then he starts coming back. Um, I think he thinks that someone's going to clear that there as well. He, he, he just sort of he slows his run. He slows his run, and then, uh, but he reacts late, and then kind of decides, oh, actually, no, I do need to get there because he does go for it in the end. But he doesn't get there, uh, yeah. but he could react sooner. It's just a bad decision, I think, by him. But ultimately, like Cabango is probably the closest. He doesn't get there, <laughs> and Manning is also coming across, and he doesn't get there. I don't think Manning should be coming across though, because he leaves. A mass like well, he basically leaves these two guys. Actually, not this one, but there's another. I think there's another guy running in from the back. But no, um, I think it's the, the, the two there and the two Huddersfield players in the center there. The, the one closest to us is the one who takes the shot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It. So he and leaves the guy this on the guy right free. is the one who scores. Yeah, but there's another guy that comes in. I think from behind. Not that he matters, but Manning yeah, coming scores, in just leaves leaves a massive gap for players to tap the ball in. So yeah, this guy here, you can't see obviously for listening on Spotify, but Huddersfield player is further out than both the Swansea players, manages to get to the ball first, call it desire, whatever you want, but slow reactions from Swansea, they should have dealt with it. Um, that's why Hamer, I think, doesn't save it very well, because as far as I'm concerned, the Swansea players should be dealing with it and clearing it first. Uh, he does react and saves the ball initially. Probably isn't the best save, let's be honest. Um, and he does put it into a dangerous area. He puts it exactly where Manning has just vacated, um, where there's a player there waiting to tap in the ball, essentially. And that's why I don't think Manning should be coming across, especially because he can see Cabango's going for this ball. Um, and again, back to why I think Downs needs to react quicker, especially in the position that he's in. Yeah, but uh, I'm, yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah, I, this, the, I can't, I can't disagree with that. I thought. Uh... Hamer was a bit unlucky, really, because they got they've got to deal with it between them. There, I think Cabango's got to take command of it, because um, he runs towards it and sees Manning coming across and sort of slows down, and then neither of them get to it, and that player coming in, um, obviously gets to it first and gets a shot off that Hamer's not expecting, because they're those two. One of those two should probably get there first, um, and after that as well, you can see Hamer in prime position there to like make a save, like he's ready. But I think, like, after you roll that on about a couple of seconds, he stands up and he's pointing out for one of them to clear it. So he's expecting them to clear it. Um, and then the shot comes in and he's not set. So he actually does well to get down as quick as he does from the position he's in. Um, that's, yeah, that's just before he makes the save. 
So like, you can have a look. The guy's just taken a shot and it's got through. Look at man in the cabango there. Like they're literally standing between him and the goal, but they didn't get there first. That's the concerning thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and uh, but even even but before is... that, um, just to get to that position, we're so out of position because we got caught like on the break. It was only two balls. Yeah. One ball from the defence into the midfield just absolutely wiped out our, our like midfield. Um, they were completely out of the game. And then the, then in a second ball then comes wide. Um, and we're just completely yeah. out of it. We well, just was pushed up. He's obviously yeah. come back late. And at this point, he's just walking. <laughs> Grimes, I guess you could argue, maybe should have covered the gap the man in left. Um, with the guy who actually ended up scoring, he's the closest person there to cover that gap. But then the problem is, and as much as he might have stopped the goal there, with the bigger defensive picture, Manning just coming across there, being a you know, two people marking our one player who's still got the shot away. If Grimes does now cover, when we clear the ball or say we want to pass the ball out, there's no one there. Yeah. Because everyone should be doing their own job. So as soon as one person's leaving their post, if you like, and everyone's covering, that's where again the defensive structure breaks down and i think just these pictures just show it all over the place really because there's no structure there um yeah, and again nice, i yeah. said about downs he didn't come like at this point he's he, regardless of whether you think someone else is getting there why are you content to slow down make your way to basically the edge of the pitch and just stop in your own box yeah i know I think he thinks, yeah, like we said, I think he thinks that one of those two is going to clear it there. And we but get even away if we with do it, clear it, like, just... you shouldn't still be here. Like, you should be doing something, you should be in a better position. Like, what if yeah, I they know. passed it out, then you need to be making yourself available because often we do try pass it out. Um, I know. He's, he's probably sprinted back, in all fairness, to get into position. No, yeah, look, I understand. Um, I just think, in terms of everyone, like, he Yeah, no, I agree. More. I mean, we could, it's, it's, it's handy to have the pictures to be like, um, yeah. Like nitpicky on the defending, but um, I just yeah, I, I just thought like oh, we just picked up where we left off here because we got cut open so easily there, and then obviously there's a bit of a there's all the mix up in the box. I just thought oh here we go again with the defensive uh, mistakes all over the place. Um, no, I just want to say slow goal. I just thought oh, it's gonna be one of these games again. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, they're <clears> slow goal. Um, I just want to say obviously Downs had a very good game afterwards. I think um, you know he obviously scored our goal. Uh, very happy with that. I think he did well. I did see yeah, on Twitter class. some people were questioning him in the deeper role and his defensive capabilities, which maybe these pictures do give credit to that argument. But I think we need to see a little bit more. I think no, I said you said you're right. Like maybe, maybe they're right. I think we need to ring fence Grimes and Downs in the middle. I just the game like they just need to be in there. Those yeah. two and well, for not me, move them around. Maybe. Corey Smith drops to the deeper role. Yeah. I think he's more naturally a deeper player. And um, Downs making the move that he made and scoring the goal when he was pushed a bit further up when we were well on top. Um, you know, it, it resulted in a goal and he took it well, to be fair. So maybe they can do each other's roles a bit better. I don't know. I mean, Downs has been good so far. He's had a good season. I'm not criticising him, but Corey Smith has never scored a goal for us. He's been playing in the Roll behind the striker. <laughs> Downs is pushed up a little bit when we're chasing the game, and he gets a goal. I still, I still don't like that he plays Corey Smith ahead as another option. With like, you know, someone's not available, he puts Corey Smith in that two behind the striker. I just, yeah, I really don't, don't understand it. Like, I like Corey Smith as well. I'm not nothing against him. I think he's a good player, but he's just not attacking, is he? No. 
he does actually get the assist for the goal, though. I will say that. But yeah. um, I just yeah, think but that's fine. Getting assists, isn't it? But he's when he's had the opportunity <laughs> to score himself, he's always buckled. We're still traumatized from the Brighton game when we went up, oh, and God. just have no idea how he didn't score in that game. Yeah. Um, okay, go forward anyway. We had seventy percent possession, eighteen shots with eleven on target. So we actually second half especially. Well, after the goal, really, we kind of took control of the game and really stayed in control. Proper dominated Huddersfield until. Yeah. One all. They had one chance in the first half after to make it 2-0. They yeah, probably, probably should have done so. They smashed yeah. it straight at Hamo. Didn't know much about it, but his face saved the day on that occasion. Um, but otherwise, it was all Swansea, which was good away from home against the team who were fighting um, yeah. in the playoffs. And one of their players, I think he's Welsh, but regardless, he came out and said it was the best team that they've played against this season. But take that with a pinch of salt. But you know, at the end of the day, the results is what matters and we know where we want to be. But I guess it's a good sign going forward. It's just nice to hear and should give you hope that things are going in the right direction. Yeah, they were they were brilliant second half. I mean, we were like we we probably should have gone in two down, but uh, um, but then I'm saying that like Grimes had a good shot outside the box and Manning had a good strike which to keep us saved in the first half as yeah, well. Yeah, but... I mean their keeper was basically man of the match. So yeah, but uh, I I did worry in the first half. I thought, oh, this is like where we've picked up, where we've left off again. Um, we seem to get cut open, but um, yeah. no second half they were they were brilliant. If we if we can take that into the games, it's what we've seen before. It was just passing teams into submission. Um, yeah. You know, you, you don't have to you don't have to do so much defending if you just can't control of the ball. If you got the ball, yeah, yeah. I think that's the best way. He's going to have to like stop these defensive. We're going to have to just, just play. We'll score more than you. We'll just have to up it to about ninety percent possession, and we should be all right then. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um... 812 passes made to 342. So 800, again, it's a good number. Uh, That's good. I mean, it's, it's good Christy to get back had, that. Yeah, it is, yeah. Christie had a good shot. That was saved. Um, Cham had a good effort. Perot could have won it with a header, the last last yeah. uh, sort of play of the game, basically. And Obafemi, well, basically mucked up a 1v1 when he could have slipped in. Perot yeah. as well with the, after intercepting the ball and in, deep in their own half after Huddersfield gave it away doing what we do best um, so yeah really good positive signs in the second half here so the important thing is to take that second half performance forward into the next game at home against Preston a um, couple of notes on the subs bench so Jay Felton did feature there but he didn't come on first time he's been there for a while since um, in the league games anyway Obafemi came on for Christie um, in the 68th minute. I'm sure when Obafemi came on, he did put Smith right back, right wing he back. He might have. Yeah, he might have. Because that's where he got the assist from, wasn't it? Like the right wing back yeah. position. It seemed like that um, when Obafemi came on as well, it seemed it was like he was pushed up with Pro. Yeah. Which looked which looked quite good. Um, I think if they can have some game time together, that might be dangerous. Yeah. And then um, Carl Joseph also came on in the 80th minute for a bit of a cameo. Didn't really see enough to judge his performance there, though, for Uncham. So he played. Well, I don't really know when he played. I mean, I don't know if he started into where Uncham was or whatever happened. I think maybe he might have gone right back and Smith come back into the middle to shore up. Because after we did go one all, Huddersfield did come and try and win the game. Um, they kind of woke up a little bit at that point. But regardless, we got a point. So a point away from home. It stopped the rut. That's the main thing. Um, yeah. 
of three straight league defeats, four in all competitions. So now we need to build from here. Still got a couple of games in hand to do that. Um, don't know when any of the... Well, some of it, I think, might have been announced. I think they've all been announced now. I think the Luton game is midweek and the QPR game is in and the Forest... Not Forest, uh, the Fulham game was um, like a bit later on, I think. Like quite quite far ahead, I think. Like March, maybe, I think. Fair enough. Um, um, but yeah. So yeah, look forward to them. Um, yeah, 8th of March. Okay, that's fair. Just, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> I just want to touch on the championship table now, though. Obviously, Huddersfield there in 7th after their draw with us. We stay in the 17th. Derby County, are they going to do the imaginable? The oh, unimaginable? You know I hope they do. Can you imagine? It'd be class if they did it. And they under a transfer embargo again? I think so. If you look though, like twenty-one point deduction, they'd be eleven. Yeah, and they got a plus one goal difference as well, which is crazy for the team down no, in twenty-third. <laughs> look at their form; they've drawn one game in five. They've won the rest. Wayne Rooney, uh, it's incredible. Right? Around, don't they? Yeah, like, well, they're not I mean, fair. if the next five matches match that form, they will be out of the relegation zone. Uh, yeah, I, 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 just as a just as a football fan, you'd love to see that happen. That they but stay like, up. Look at the not, form not from... at our expense, man. No, look at the form from Bristol City down. Like only us and Bristol have got to win. Everyone else is full of draws and losses, and then Derby's form. So, <laughs> yeah, okay, they still got a big gap to fill. But when you look at that, you're like, and they've got what half a season left to do it. They could do it. They could do it. Yeah, well, it is a false position, isn't it? You could just it stands at a mile there. The thought, the the form. Um, yeah, it'd just be class if they did it. I'd love it if they did it. Yeah, but Reading yeah. had nine off as well, didn't they? Yeah, well, they are they're Six. in false position too, but I Six, think they are kind of falling down anyway. They have gone a bit rubbish lately. They'd be on the same points as us, Redden, without the without the deduction. Well, do they have six minus? Six, yeah. Yeah, it says you. Um, so they would still be sniffing around down there, but just not as close as they are currently. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just we we could do with a we could do with a win or two, couldn't we? Just the. Hopefully they're going to come. be on the other end of that little pack, I think. Say we got Preston next, haven't we? Yeah, I'd be more comfortable in like the Blackpool or Luton position, to be honest. I'd take that. It's only five, six points up the road. Yeah, I know. It's just we need to get some. We need to get some wins on the board. But you know what this league is like. If we go on and win like two games now, we'll probably be miles up the table. Probably. It's, I mean, we were a couple of weeks ago when we after we had our good run, so we were like, oh, we could actually get in the playoffs and. Yeah, yeah. But um, okay. So going forward, then build up. So we just said we got Preston in the next game. So um, how are we feeling ahead of the trip of Preston to the Swansea.com stadium? I don't know. I'm a bit worried again. I think this is a massive game. Not we're not we're not at must win yet. But we're just desperate for a win, aren't we? We just could do yeah. with a nice good win at home, two nil. You know, two three nil. Just uh, you know, and a good performance as well. Um. Just to sort of settle, settle it down a bit, because we've been all over the place with the cancellations, and um, we've had some rubbish games, some rubbish losses. I think we could just do with a nice win on Saturday, because I think if we lose that game at home, we're still, you know, we're still looking over our shoulder a bit. Yeah, I mean their form has been okay. Um, it's had the last five; they've had two wins, two losses, and a draw. But and that includes the FA Cup loss to Cardiff after extra time, though. So a draw really. Um, three matches postponed in the middle of all that. So, I, I mean, 
yeah, it's quite a evenly matched game, I think. Just kind yeah, of I think takes yeah. it by the scruff of the neck. I think you're right. I think we're quite evenly matched there. What will our team then? Would he make any changes going into this one? Um, I don't think so. Like, like I said about players coming and going at the moment. Like, I just what else? What what can he change? Um, well, it depends on Pat's and the situation, I guess. I would like to see an attacker start instead of Corey Smith in that role. I hope. But who? I don't know, unless he plays Even Obafemi. if it's Kyle Joseph or Obafemi, yeah. Probably I'd like Obafemi. to see him play, like we said, I'd like to see him play Obafemi and Cham and Perot together. Can he change it so it's two up top with and Cham behind them rather than Perot up top with yeah. two behind him? That, yeah, that would be good. I'd be happy with that. And then Perot can kind of like feed off Obafemi's pace a little bit, perhaps. So yeah. Obafemi's looking for the balls over the top and then gets him behind hangs back a little bit for the ball because he likes to hit them from quite far out in the Peru. Yeah. That's um that's potentially the only change though, isn't it really? Uh um looking at who didn't play on Saturday. We just haven't Bennett really got... perhaps will come back in if he's fit. I don't know, I just think we're a bit short of options again now. Um which is a bit worrying. Because Bennett could come back in perhaps and a man in would go back to the left, but I guess Latbody did have a decent game. Yeah, he did play well. In all fairness, he did. Um, I don't know. It's just long term. I just don't think you can. Yeah. The thing is, we're not sure of options. Even we got even two midfielders you could bring on, but Walsh and Felton, you just know they're not going to start. No, I know exactly. I'm just looking at the looking at the bench from Saturday, and it's only really Obafemi and Bennett, like you said, that could come in the team. So potentially only those two. But other than that, it's going to be it's going to be the same unless they get. Uh, Unless they get a move on, because there's not a lot. Well, about two yeah. weeks left of the window. And I can't see um, Fisher started now after Hamer's performance. No, I think, uh, yeah, I think Hamer will keep the clubs after that. Yeah, he's got to lose them, I think. Yeah, I know. There's extra pressure on him now, though, isn't it? Well, Martin was saying in his conference that uh, the extra competition has made it good for his players, so he's happy with them sort of up in their game as a result, which maybe that was the intention. And if it is fair play, obviously did his job for Hamer yeah. anyway. Um the weekend just gone. Uh looking at Preston, a couple of players. Scott Sinclair. <laughs> yeah. Banker uh, that is. Chad Evans. Yeah. Top. Started the last game. How did they get off in the last game? Oh they drew with Birmingham. Yeah, they drew. Not bad, not a bad side. Didn't they? Uh, didn't they get the new man? They got a new manager, and they. Uh, um, oh, I forget his name now. He's Plymouth manager, wasn't he? And he's just Ryan over. Yeah, so I think they're on a bit of a, you know, a bit of a transition as well. Yeah, he's not. I think he hasn't had many games yet, so um, we keep an eye on that one because we like a new manager bounce, don't we? Giving them a win. Yeah, I mean, every time we play a team with a new manager, it seems that we struggle. Yeah, so that's uh, something to look out for, but. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. How are you feeling then? Do you think? Um, no, nah, I'm sort still of out and get a win. I'm still in that mood. I don't know if it's because like I was in isolation for so long, or like just I don't know. Well, they better get a win because it's my wedding. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, they owe you one. Someone's going to be watching it under the table as long as you I share with just, me what's going on. I can just imagine us 
just having a whinge when we're two nil down. We're like, oh, what the fuck is going on? And we just won't tell the girls. We'll just uh, put her on the microphone and tell me the yeah, score's that's fine. fine. That's fine. Okay, yeah, we'll get away with that. So, what's your prediction? Uh, I'm gonna say one all. I'm gonna say Swans are gonna win two nil. nil. Two nil. Take that. Well, he'll be all right again because I was wrong last time. And <coughs> well, I said two all. I, I had the result, not the score. But uh, yeah, I'll take that. I would. I would literally take a one nil win last minute. At this point, okay. I think we just need to get some points on the board. Awesome. So I think that that just about brings us to the end. Um, so no shout-outs this week. If anyone does want to shout-out, let us know. We're happy to do that for you. For whatever reason, let us know, and we'll, uh, we'll get that sorted. And then, um, yeah, nothing else really much to add. Hopefully we get some transfer activity to discuss. And more positive transfer activity to discuss for next week. And I think maybe the week after we'll do like a full episode on the transfer window, you know, when it closes uh, or something like that, aside from our normal weekly thing for the matches. We'll do one focus on just the transfer window. Maybe we'll get some guests on as well for for some of the upcoming ones. Uh, Been a couple with us too. So get another viewpoint, see if we're missing anything that other fans are feeling. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, thanks for joining me again, Lee, and we shall catch you in the next video. Don't forget to subscribe and like the video. It helps us know where you like what we're doing. It helps us grow as a channel. We're trying to hit 500 before, well, just we're trying to hit 500, no really set deadline. But when we do, we will be doing a giveaway. So keep an eye on that. It will be for a Swans kit. Um, So yeah, smash the subscribe button, comment on what you thought about the transfer news, and we shall catch you next time. See you soon. Ta-ra. Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the Muck Delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering Muck Delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 